Hello and welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. My name is Jim Duke and I'm the pastor of Olmstead Baptist Church in Olmstead, Kentucky. I'm thankful you're listening and pray it will be a blessing and help to you. Our subject for today is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 6. It's uh, the first of a few messages dealing with the phrase that we find in the scripture. And the first one we're going to deal with here is in 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 6, and where the scripture says, And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. And so God is all in all is our subject for these messages. And we want to see about that phrase, all in all. And, you know, our use of phrases in the scriptures sometimes is used differently than the exact context in the scripture. I don't know if that's happened to you, but I, I have done that in my life. And, and we don't, not that we want to do any damage or be dishonest with the scripture at all, but sometimes that we, we will take a phrase phraseology in the scripture and use it uh, in something that is near to us and dear to us, a way that we remember or the way that we think about our Lord and his work in our lives. Um, my, my use of this uh, phrase, all in all, is I've used it to say that Jesus is my all in all. And uh, it's uh, uh, it, it describes about that Jesus is my everything. But the phrase all in all does mean something, and we want to see what that, exactly that is in the context. Um, and, and we're always blessed and helped to know the exact context of what our Lord has delivered to us in his word. And so we always need to be careful not to misuse any terms or phrases in the scripture, uh, but realize that sometimes we do that, and knowledge of the word of God helps us to be spot on with what the Lord has given us, even a phrase such as this, uh, the, what the meaning, the direct meaning of it is. All in all. Uh, we're going to back up here in 1 Corinthians 12, starting with verse number 1. See the context of the passage and see how it's used here where it declares in verse 6 that God worketh all in all. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brother, and I would not have you ignorant. And so Paul is writing to the church at Corinth there in Greece, and he, he wants them to know about spiritual gifts. He doesn't want them to lack knowledge and such. He wants them to not be ignorant, but to be knowledgeable about spiritual gifts. Uh, we understand about giving one another gifts. Well, there are gifts that the Spirit gives unto us, and I think that's a good way for us to, to uh, understand it. We have been given things as the children of God by our Lord. He has been good to us. He has been gracious unto us indeed in so many facets and so many fronts. And so what he gives us, uh, we need to know that he has given us such, and then we need to take it and we need to use it well. So he, he wants them to not be ignorant regarding gifts by the Spirit, spiritual gifts, uh, gifts by the Holy Spirit of God. And then a, a, note, a side note here, for we Gentiles to remember what we have been saved, that from which we have been saved. Uh, there in verse number 2 of 1 Corinthians 12, ye know that ye were Gentiles, and that's interesting, that, that wording there, ye know that ye were Gentiles, carried away into these dumb idols as ye were led. Now, Paul is speaking that about Greek mythology and Roman uh, mythology, and he's calling them dumb idols, uh, not the way that dumb would be used in our day and our vernacular, uh, even even though <laughs> in some uh, cases we, we could say that about uh, an idol. 
uh, but he's talking about them being dead. They have no ability. They did not make themselves. The idol did not carve itself out or cast itself. It did not place itself. Uh, it does not eat. It does not hear. It does not speak. It does not smell. It does not move. Okay, and so that's what he means about dumb idols. The idol never speaks. It never speaks to the worshipers. And so here he says you, that ye were that ye, ye were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols even as you were led. And I find that an interesting passage too. I've never seen that before until studying it at this time for this message. He, he interjects something here that I think is essential for us in this chapter and this subject. Ye know that you were Gentiles led away into these dumb idols even as ye were led. We, uh, and so he's telling here, and he's telling them and reminding them that they were led by someone, uh, parents, uh, loved ones, grandparents, friends, neighbors, society, the culture. They were led to worship these Greek gods of mythology and, and their, their uh, statues that they would raise and, and put up, the carvings that they would have of them, the pictures that they would have of them. And, and they were led by someone, maybe even led of self, uh, just the self, natural self-will uh, of knowing that there is God, but without the word of God, without the word of Jehovah God, we don't know how to find him. We don't know where he is. We'll miss uh, representing and understanding him correctly. Romans chapter 1 makes that clear. And so he says, you were led unto these and I think the implication is, is that now you were led by someone else and by the Lord, indeed, by the Spirit of God. You know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed. And so uh, he, he, he wants it to be, he wants it to be uh, remembered that no man that has the Spirit of God within him, or a woman, her, calleth Jesus accursed. Uh, to, 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 to say that Jesus is done away, that Jesus is no good, uh, that Jesus is some, someone and something that we uh, uh, do not want. Um, this word uh, curse is talking about banning or excommunicating. Uh, we see this word anathema used uh, at the end of, of this book uh, to be a curse. And said, anybody that has the Spirit of God within them uh, doesn't call Jesus, uh, Jesus accursed. And then... This the contrary, the con counterpoint of that, and no, that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Spirit, by the Holy Ghost. And so, for us to say that Jesus is Lord, we only know that by the gift and declare that by the gift of the Spirit, the indwelling of the Spirit of the Lord. And we'll see this in other passages that we'll touch upon. Is a gift of God, the quickening of the Spirit of God in a sinner is a great, the greatest gift of God. And it's all wrapped up and rolled up there in the salvation of the soul, the quickening, the visitation of the Spirit of God. Oh, what a blessing it is. The greatest, the great blessing for the Holy Spirit of God to live 
within the sinner that has been dealt with and convicted and brought to faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ has been saved uh, by the by the working of the Spirit of God. And so he, he says here, you were led, you did worship in that leadership, these dumb idols, and understand that no man that has the Spirit of God within him can call Jesus accursed, a, a, a banned uh, a thing to be done away with. But no man can say Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Spirit of God. So now he returns back to the spiritual gifts, and we come to our text verse. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, and the Holy Spirit of God is one. Uh, yes, if you delve into the Scriptures, you'll find that there are seven Holy Spirits of God. Uh, God is one God yet. Uh, uh, the Lord is is just revealing to us the enormity of God Almighty and, and His uh, His the Trinity, and then as he declares to us in the book of the Revelation, the seven spirits of God that are there before the throne of God, it's we receive it, we believe it, we cannot comprehend it. One day we will see him, and we will know more than we know now, and we just rejoice in the greatness of God and how he's condescended to us through his Son. There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit that works in these. And there are differences of administrations. And, and this uh, administration is talking about like a deaconship. It's talking about a, a service, uh, attending to a thing. Uh, there's differences of administrations, uh, different ones to do different jobs different pursuits. We, we have the order, the headship that the Lord has given us, that Christ is the head of man and man is the head of the woman. We have that uh, to be uh, that way in the church, that the church is to be uh, 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 led by the Lord Jesus Christ. And the family is to be led by uh, the, the husband, the father. And so he says there's differences of administrations uh, in the church, that's the context, but the same Lord. There are diversities of operations, and, and that word operation is speaking about effects. Um, different ways of doing things, uh, different uh, ways, and, and not we're not talking about uh, extra scriptural or contrary to the scriptures by no means. We, we know that that's not the case, but the, the, the way that one church might, for example, might order their services, the number of songs that they sing, uh, the liberty that they give to the song leader or not in starting the service, uh, the time that they have their business meetings, the frequency at which they have their business meetings, just all kinds of different things, different people, different ones to teach different classes uh, for, the, for the, the type of class that it is, and such as that. There's differences of administrations, but the same Lord is working in those things. There are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. And so here early on in the passage, in regarding these gifts and, and understanding these differences that may be in churches, again, they're, they're not contrary to the scriptures, but it may, there may be even cultural impact uh, that may be there. Nothing contrary to the Lord, not, nothing contrary to the scriptures. But there is differences in that, in the Lord using the means and working with people and working uh, even in the cultural impact of those people. 
It's the same God which worketh all in all. Let's break down that phrase, all in all. When we say the word all, uh, what are we talking about? Well, we, we say an all. If you have a, a, a box of, uh, that has uh, 12 marbles in it, and you say get them all, what's that mean? Does that mean get 10? Uh, does it mean get 11? No, it means get all 12 of them, all. Um, if we're, we're there and all our family is together, and let's say there's a, a couple individual families of our, our, say our children are there, and we say, let us all go out to eat. What's that mean? Well, that everybody, everybody present, all, is going to go out to eat. And so a synonym for the word all is everything. Uh, we can say that everything or everyone that is present, that is here. It is the same God, God Almighty, Jehovah God, that worketh all. And so he works everything. There is not anything that the Lord is not allowing or directing, and he knows everything. And he can, uh, he can allow the wickedness, the wicked will of man to run and just go, 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 go to the bound that he has set. He can intervene at any time to do or, or redirect or prohibit. Uh, the wrath of man shall praise thee, and the remainder of wrath thou shalt restrain. That's what the Lord is doing. We know that there's promises about the end times, that the Spirit of God will begin to back away, will be taken out of the way. And the depravity of man and the wickedness of Satan will just be allowed to run, run, run to the bound that the Lord has set. And then the Lord will bring all to judgment. And so the nations, Satan, the false prophet, um, and the man of sin, and so on. And so so when we, when, when we say here that the Lord God, which worketh all, so he worketh all, he works everything everything. He he knows everything. He has a plan that he is fulfilling, and he is knowledgeable about everything. He may be uh, just allow a thing to run, or he may direct a thing to happen, but he works in all. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. Now that, now that's, that, that, that adds something to it, doesn't that, that, that gives a clarity, but it gives expansion of the thought too. He worketh all, everything, in everything. And so, let, let, let's, let's think here. Uh, the book of 1 Corinthians, written to the church at Corinth. Okay, A church is made up of saved save sinners that have been assembled there, added by the Lord to this church. And he wants them, as the apostle writes, to not be ignorant about spiritual gifts and to, to say that there may be differences of gifts given to the individuals. There may be difference of administrations in the leadership in the church uh, by the pastor or, or elders uh, that may be more than one pastor. Uh, that, that in, in Bible times, we see that that was uh, certainly a possibility. We don't have that today so much. Uh, but it was then. There may be a different order. Uh, there may be a, a, a different time of meeting on the Lord's Day. Uh, we are to meet and assemble on the Lord's Day. 
for sure. But then uh, what's common in our land is that we assemble at other times too. Uh, typically Wednesday is a time that we assemble to, to worship our Lord uh, together. Uh, differences of administrations, di- diversities of operations, different operations. But it is the same God which worketh all. He works all in all. That's the design. Now, when you and I sin, is God working all in all? No, he, he, he's backed off and he's allowed us to go. Uh, we've chosen, we've willfully gone. Because listen, don't forget that the scripture tells us not to quench the spirit. That means that we can. That means that we may quench the spirit. We are told in the scripture not to grieve the spirit of God. That means that we may grieve the spirit of God. And, and the thing is, is the Lord is never thwarted by anything. Anything that we do, he's never thwarted. His plan is never upset. Um, he will bring us to himself. Whether we sin ignorantly, whether we sin willfully, we'll have it to, uh, to answer to, to our Heavenly Father. We've been saved from hell. We're not on our way to hell. We're, we've been, we are secure in Christ. But there will be chastisement. And there will be loss, and there will be the touch of the Lord upon his own, because he loves us. Hebrews tells us about that. But he worketh all in all. And, and you know what? We need to be found in this place. We, we need to be found. He's writing to his church. He's writing about spiritual gifts. He's giving knowledge about that. And there's different administrations, different operations, different gifts given to us. And it is the same, but it is the same God, one God, our God, one spirit that is working all in all. Uh, I want to be found there, don't you? Don't, don't you want to be found there in the Lord working all in all? I want to be the second all that he's working within, and then I want all that he is working to be in me. You see that? All in all. Uh, all, that first all is like the action, the working, the working all. I mean, it says as much. And then the in all is the subject, the child of God. Uh, and, and the context here is gifts given to the children of God, uh, operations, administrations, and operations in churches. Don't we want the Lord to work all in all of us? I tell you what, we, we need to desire that indeed. And and, and uh, we, we have that instruction here. Let's go on. But the manifestation of the Spirit, verse 7, is given to every man to profit with all. Listen to that. The manifestation in, in the, this old flesh that is not saved, uh, having within us, me, you that are saved, the Spirit of the Lord living within. And you know what? The manifestation of the Spirit of God in me, the fruit of the Spirit, is given to every man to profit with all. It is a profiting thing for the manifestation of the Spirit to, to be that all in which the Lord is working all. To not be grieving, uh, to not be quenching, but to be yielding. And Lord, I want you to work all in me. I want to be the all that you're working all in. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. And that's, that's the spiritual gifts are for nothing but profit. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and another the word of knowledge. By the same Spirit, it's the, the Holy Spirit of God. He is working. 
and is there. May we not grieve him. May we not quench him. Or are you doing so? Uh, Repent of it. Repent of that, of quenching and grieving the Spirit of God in your life and going after the way of the flesh and the way of the world. Repent of that. Turn from that and, and beseech your Lord, your Savior, to work all in you, that you would be the all, part of the all that he's working all in, that you would be part of the all that he's working everything in, to be yielded to that. There's no better place. He, he said in verse 7 that it's a profitable thing. And by the Spirit, one is given the word of wisdom about the knowledge, about the word of God and application of such. Another, the word of knowledge about knowing what's in the word of God and what is there and where it's at. By the same Spirit, verse 9, to another faith by the same Spirit. Really? Does it say that? To another faith by the same Spirit. Interesting that it would, the Scripture would say that to some, the gift of faith. And, and understand, it, it is the same Greek word for faith, uh, saving faith, living faith, walking by the Spirit of God faith, believing in the Lord. You know, we need those to, uh, to encourage us, don't we? Uh, to not let us forget that our Lord is working indeed in all things, e- even in a trying time, even in a different time. Our Lord is at hand, and the faith of our brothers and sisters in Christ is an encouragement uh, one to another. That's part of the reason that we need to meet together, need to meet together to worship. One is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, another the word of knowledge, the same Spirit working, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing. Some have just got the ability to tend to the sick, and granted, in the time that this was written, no doubt it was a miraculous healing, too, that was there. We, we know that that's the case. All by the same Spirit. Verse 10, to another, the working of miracles. And there it is, made clear. Uh, this is past, the, the working of miracles, uh, the, the gifts of healing for immediate miraculous healing. Uh, that is past. The Lord still does work miracles. He still does heal, and we praise his name for it. We need to seek his face for it, certainly for those that are in need, and for ourselves. But we have the Word of God now, and we don't need the miracles to uh, show us that Jesus has the power to save. We have the full canon of Scripture, and that is what we have in the stead of these miraculous miracles worked by the children of God in an instant. The Lord still does work miracles, but he doesn't do it by the use of us as he did uh, in the, the, uh, the days of his ministry. The Spirit gives a faith. He, he gives the gifts of healing, oh, the working of miracles, to another prophecy to understand about the future. Uh, Agabus is a brother there was in the early churches, and he had that of prophecy telling about what would be the case with Brother Paul. We don't have the gift of prophecy anymore. It's not necessary. It's not needed because we have the Word of God. We have all the prophecy and a clarity that the spirit of prophecy is none other than our Lord Jesus Christ. It's all about him. And to another discerning of spirits, and certainly we need that today. Try the spirits, see whether they be of God. Many spirits go about, many doctrine, much doctrine goes about. We need discernment by the word of God to know if it's of the Lord or not. 
to another divers kinds of tongues, and this is past. The, the Lord may help indeed a missionary to learn a language, but they'll not be the thing anymore of the cloven tongues where a brother would speak and preaching the word of God in his own native tongue, and then it would be heard uh, by another in their native tongue. That's past. We have the word of God. Those things are past now. We've got that which is mature, the scripture. And we're not in that transition time. To another, the interpretation of tongues, to be able to interpret. Maybe not to speak, but to be able to know what's being said and to make it plain uh, to be understood. There is a sense that that is done by the expounding of the scriptures uh, to take the word of God and bring it down to application uh, to day-to-day life as a pastor uh, would feed the flock that he is over. And the teachers would teach the word of God unto their brethren uh, there in the church. Uh, as our witness unto uh, a lost and dying world. Uh, like the, the Ethiopian eunuch uh, said, how, how can I know except some man should guide me, teach me, show me what, what he says. So he mentions all these different kind of gifts. And then he says this, but these worketh that one and selfsame spirit. The Holy Spirit of God is doing all of this, dividing to every man severally as he will. This is, uh, this is the manifestation. This is the work of, this, of God working all in all. Working all the gifts, uh, the delivering of the gifts, the leadership in all, the membership in the church. And his children, working all, we we need to submit ourselves to that and and desire that, and desire that working, that profitable working of the Spirit within us. Oh, Father, may we yield ourselves to it. Then we have the metaphor here for the church, and let us go on and and see about this in 1 Corinthians 12, verse number 12. "For, For as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. And so here we have this metaphor of a body. We understand about that. We've got fingers and toes and hands and elbows and arms and legs and neck and head and knees and, and feet and so on. And so for as the body is one, hath many members. Okay, so it is with uh, the members of a church. And all the members of that one body being many are one body. And also so also is Christ. Uh, Christ is this way. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, it makes no difference, whether we be bond or free, a slave or a free man, it makes no difference, and have been made to drink into one Spirit. It's by the Holy Spirit of God that we've been saved. By that indwelling of the Spirit of God, it's a definition of salvation. For the body, verse 14, is not one member, but many members. So so I've got my fingers, and I've got my hands, and my wrist, and my arm, and my elbow, and my shoulder. All these parts go to making up of our body. So it is with the church. The Lord has taken different ones of us and put us together in his body over which he is the leader, the head. Whether we be bond or free, we've been made to drink of one spirit, and the the spirit has worked this. That's the that's the facilitation 
of this leadership and working of the Lord and saving of sinners and leading them to a church and adding them to a church, convicting them to be baptized or move to a church, however it would be. And, and, and the Spirit is working in this, uh, we being subject and following his leadership. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, um, more uh, elaboration on this metaphor, if the foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And the answer is no. And if the ear shall say, because I'm not of the eye, I, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? Well, the answer is no. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing? We need the different parts, don't we? You know, if you're a member of Olmstead Baptist Church, the church needs you. If the Lord's added you, you have a part. You have a place to fill. You have a nurturing and nourishment that you have to fulfill. There's a work for you to do, and the Lord has equipped you by the Spirit of God. He has equipped you. And you need to yield and, and, and desire that the Lord would work all in you. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing, verse 17, if the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it has pleased him, and he has done so. He set them in the body as he has been pleased, and he has gifted them for the work that they have to do in the body. And if they were not and if they were all one member, where were the body? If we would be all one ear, verse 20, but now they are many members, but yet but one body. The Lord's working all in all, even in this bringing together and fusing together of the body that is his church, his local New Testament Baptist church. And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee. So then there's the jealousy of the members. Uh, I'm not the, I'm not, what did he say? He said, uh, I'm, I'm not the eye. If the ear shall say, if I'm not the eye, then I'm, I don't want to be a part. Well, the thing is, is if you've been made an ear, that's what you're to fill. The foot shall say, because I'm not the hand, I'm not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? Verse 15, no. If you've been made a foot, and again, this is a metaphor, you can't, we can't be what we are not. We need to be and pursue what the Lord has gifted us with. And then, so then there's that potential jealousy. And that, now here's this of, of, uh, of, of lording and riding up above what the Lord has called us to do. Verse 21, And I cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee. Well, I don't need you. I don't need your part. Before there was jealousy. Well, well, if I can't be the eye, I just don't want to be anything. No, we need to be what the Lord has made us, what the Lord is working all in all. He's working all in us. He has made us what he wants us to be and gifts us and will gift us if we petition him for what he wants us to do. But I cannot say to the hand, verse 21, I have no need of thee, nor again the head to the feet, I, ha I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Uh, you can't live without a head, but a head can't get around without feet. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, like feet, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, how? 
because the feet take the whole body around. Oh, they are so necessary. And you know what? You are necessary. Every member is necessary. And I tell you what, there's nothing better when the church comes together and is able to be there together as a whole. It is. It is. It's a blessing to your pastor when the church that can be there is there together as a whole. It's a blessing to everyone. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, verse 23, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have a more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked. Every, play, every part has its part. Every person has their part. They're gifting by the Lord. And we need to be yielding. We need to know that the Lord is working all in all. And let us not seek to quench that. Let us not seek to, see, let us not seek to grieve the Lord in that. But let us submit to that. He says here in verse 24, For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which lacked, that there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. No respecter of persons in, this, in the church. No respecter of persons amongst any, uh, other than the, their station and their calling, as the Lord tells us about, you know, regarding leaders and such as that. They are men, but they are to be honored in what the Lord has appointed them to, and we should do the same. And so the Lord's tempered us together. He's tempered us together and gifted us individually and brought us together and tempered us together into one body. Uh, there's not to be any schism, and we're to care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all members suffer with it. Now, you hit your little finger, and, and your feet are going to react. <laughs> it's that it's that way, isn't it? And our mouth is going to react. Whether one member suffer, verse 26, the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. We get a ring, uh, give a, 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 a man gives his bride-to-be an engagement ring. And she puts it on her finger. What's she do? The, the, the ring goes on the finger. And then she looks at it with her eyes. Her hand holds it uh, away from her there. She puts her other hand behind it. Isn't that neat how that works? And, and, and you know what? She, she might even, uh, she might even uh, uh, be so excited she might dance around a little bit with her feet, right? And her legs in her body. Whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ, and members in particular. It goes on to say here in this passage about the calling of each one of us in the church and the goal. Listen, and the God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, and after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps governments, diversities of tongues. This is the Lord's leadership and provision in the church. It doesn't mean that the apostles were the first member of the church, as some believe that, and that's fine if you want to take that position. But understand, it was from the disciples that the Lord chose the apostles, and the Lord did that in his church. He was building his church as he called his disciples from the seashore of Galilee, 
When the Lord said to those first ones, follow me, he was building his church. But this talks about leadership and provision. Apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts of healing, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. And so that, that's the equipping of the church. That's the Lord working all in all. He's working all the effect in all the subjects, the members, the children. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workers of miracles? The answer is no, they're not. Some are, but not all are. I have all the gifts of healing? No. Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? No. Some do, or some did. But the Lord has worked all in all to provide for the church what the church needs. And each and every one of us that the Lord has added to the church, we need one another. And that's the way the Lord has put us together, and that's his design. And may we submit to his working all in all. Verse number 31, he sets them up for what he's going to tell next in chapter 13, chapter 14, and chapter 15. It's very interesting how the book of 1 Corinthians is put together. He says here, but covet earnestly the best gifts, He's going to talk to them about that, and yet I show you a more excellent way, and that excellent way is that of charity, of love with legs on it, love unto action. Just right along the line of what our Lord Jesus Christ said, you want to be greatest in the kingdom, be the servant of all. That's the way to be the greatest in the kingdom of God. So in conclusion and connection and application, we see in our text verse, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. And may we yield to that. May we desire that, that the Lord would work all, that the Spirit of the Lord that lives within us would be working in all that is within us that goes out from us, that manifestation of the Spirit that we saw in earlier, uh, what was it in verse number 7? That is to profit, to a blessing, to a benefit. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. Uh, that's where I want to be, don't you? Our great God works everything in everything or everyone. He does it. And he's able to do it. And we can trust him and rest any minute. Certainly we as children are to be desirous of such. And it is that to which we are to yield. His working all in all, working all in us. Not, not that our natural, not what our man, what our uh, natural man uh, desires and, and wants, but what the Lord uh, wants and has in store. That's what we uh, are to be. Uh, that, are, that to know that our Lord is working everything in us, and to yield to that, all in all in us, uh, in, to, in the use of our gifts. In our conversation, that our conversation would be that working of God in all. Uh, he would work in all of those things, everything that proceeds from us. That it would be his spirit, and not us, but it would be his spirit that would come forth of us. And he working in all things of our lives. May the Lord help us uh, with that. Well, 
if you're under hearing my voice and, and uh, you're not saved, we point you to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the Savior of sinners. He's the only Savior, the only Messiah, the only Redeemer that there is. And he knows, he knows your sins. He knows your guilt. And you need to see that. You need to come to the Lord in repentance and faith. Repent of your sins before God. That's what the Lord uh, declares unto a sinner like you. That's what he declared unto me. It caused me to see that and know that back in 1987, and I praise his name for it. We pray that he'll open your heart to it, that you need to see, you need to repent before God and believe and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, in his gospel, his death, his burial, his resurrection for the salvation of your soul. He's the only hope, the only help, the only salvation that there that there is. There's no other way, no other name given among uh given amongst men and under heaven by which we are saved. It is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this time, for this good word. And Father, we pray that you'd help us, that we'd be mindful and understanding, that you do equip us as your children, you gift unto us. And Father, when you've given us the gifts that you have, may we use them for you. And Lord, know that that manifestation of the Spirit is to profit with all. It's a profit unto us. It's a profit unto others that, that hear and see your Spirit working in us. Uh, you're working in us, Father. It's not us, but it's you working in us. And may we submit ourselves to that. May we desire that from you. And Lord, that you would work all in all. That you would work all in every member of Olmstead Baptist Church. That you would work in work all and all of your children, Father. We pray that you would bless in it. Save sinners and help us as your children that we might grow in the grace and knowledge of you. We pray and ask it all in Jesus' name and for his sake, and amen. Well, thank you for listening, and I look forward to the next time when we can look into our Lord's Word together on the Wonderful Words of Life podcast. <music>